And, and that's what we're going to hear. Thank you for whoever did that. I always forget to do something. <laughs> that's why I got lots of helpers. Uh, what is there? There's six co-hosts tonight. So that's awesome. You guys keep me on track that way. But, uh, you know, uh, uh, Miss Amelia, she is a true legend in PPLSI. She's a, um, you know, not only in PPLSI, but, uh, you know, in all of the world of multi-level marketing, network marketing, she's a true pioneer, um, you know, what she did. Um, and I'll let her tell her story, but uh, Millionaire Club member, uh, Platinum World Council, inaugural lifetime member, uh, Circle of Champions member, never fall out, um, you know, obviously uh, uh, huge uh, incomes, but uh, most importantly, and what I've always taken away from our relationship is her, her, is her heart. Uh, her true commitment for uh, people and to help people and uh, part of gold and, and just flat out getting it done. I mean, you look at her, I mean, she started this business. She had to be like 10 years old um, because, uh, and I won't, I'll let her tell her story, but uh, help me welcome tonight, guys. Uh, my friend, a friend of the more success team, uh, Miss Camilla. Welcome. All righty. Well, thank you so much. I so appreciate it. And uh, it's good to see so many familiar faces. And uh, it's always good to be on a Zoom from like anywhere, right? Here I am in Mexico. And a lot of you are in Oklahoma, as I would uh, predict, but all over really North America, which is awesome. So I uh, just want to say hi to everybody. Thanks for having me on. And uh, if you want, I'll tell a little bit about my story. Some of you probably have heard it many times. But some of you don't know who I am at all. You're like, who is this, right? Um, but uh, funny enough, um, it is going to be 25 years in Legal Shield. Um, I will be turning 50. I was born the same year as Legal Shield, 1972. Um, I got to stand proud and be proud of it. Might as well just put it out there, right? I'll be in December. Um, but how many years have you guys been in Legal Shield? Put it in the chat there because I like to make sure that you guys are paying attention to me so we have a communication going on as well here. But uh, for me, it is almost 25 years, but actually my story doesn't start there. I uh, got started in Legal Shield, uh, but before I got started and how I got started, I hated my job. I hated my life. I hated my coworkers, my boss. <laughs> I was just the grumpiest 25-year-old you would have ever met. Like I said, there has to be something else. I thought it was going to be really cool to graduate. First of all, to graduate from high school, um, I was the first one in my family to graduate from high school. And so I was pretty excited about that, but I didn't even like school at all. So I didn't want to go back. To, I didn't want to go back to school. I didn't want to take anything else because I hated school. So I wanted to find something that I could do from home, but I couldn't at the beginning. And so I started working and, um, but I always wanted to be my own boss because I knew that I didn't like people telling me what to do. Anybody else put it, put a high five or put something in there saying, yeah, I don't like anybody telling me what to do. And the biggest thing was like telling me when to take a vacation, how long I could go, on lunch, when I, you know, when this, when that, I was like, man, this is horrible. School was better than this. I got away with more in school. So I worked for some big, big corporations, Bank of Montreal. Um, and, uh, and I also worked for Bell Canada. So two huge organizations. I was climbing my way up the corporate ladder. And I really, really felt that people just didn't like me. And they didn't want people who were eager, who wanted to make it to the top, who wanted to, you know, who only had a high school education and stuff like that. So I was already feeling that heat from, you know, corporate world. I said, okay, fine, I'm done with it then. I don't want to do that. So I ran into a gentleman named Rob McKenzie. And some of you may know who he is. He is uh, one of the co-founders, founders really of, of Canada with uh, Legal Shield. And, 
And, and so um, I met him and I told him, I actually was dating his nephew at the time, Charlene's nephew at the time. So it was pretty funny. And uh, I told him that I had these big dreams and lofty goals and I wanted to live wherever I wanted and, and travel and be my own boss. And he introduced me to a company that was all about costume jewelry. At the time, I couldn't care about costume jewelry. It was a network marketing company. It didn't make any sense to me. I was so green, you guys. I was like, what is he talking about? I'll just go back to that bank. But he always remembered that I said I wanted to travel. So long story short, I joined a company called the People's Network, which then PPLSI bought. So I really feel like I was with one company. This one, this one company had a travel section to their, to their company, but we got bought by Legal Shield. And uh, I worked for free for nine months in Canada before we were open at all. That's where I started my business. And I did presentations and I did sit downs and I did game plan interviews. And I never had one person sign an actual real piece of paper that they became an associate. And we built teams and I built executive director organization. And, and uh, the day that we opened, I made now I didn't make anything for nine months, a couple hundred dollars here and there when I sold the membership in the States, but that was just lucky. Um, and, but what I did earn was $5,500 my very first month. I made executive director and I made $5,500. I've never made less since. So nine months for free and then never made less since. Now I make a lot more than that. I make in a month what I used to make in a year working for the bank. Now that's not to brag. That's just to go show what's possible. I have two business partners as well. And, you know, we've been blessed over these many, many years, but I can tell you that, you know, for me, if there's a couple just keys in there that I would just say that um, were key to me being able to go through those nine months without getting paid was to, to first of all, dream big and to, to be on calls like this and to, and to be around that support system. So you have the stories and you have the people probably more importantly, telling the stories that you can do it. And then you can see yourself in some of those people. And then you just try to model after them. That's what I did. But the biggest thing was for me to be consistent and for me to be persistent, right? Can you imagine like for nine months, I had, I had people who came in and had director organizations and then quit two weeks before we opened. Why? Because they didn't know when we were going to open. It was like, we're going to open next month. Oh, two weeks from now, people thought I was crazy. My brother still thinks I'm crazy. He still thinks I'm in some illegal legal thing. Okay. Put a, put a, uh, a smiley face there. If anybody else's brother or family member or best friend still thinks after 25 years, you're in some kind of crazy thing or months, like it's just ridiculous, but it happens to the best of us. Right. Anyways, I could go on and on about my story. So that's just a little bit about my story. Um, my goal was to become a millionaire. Um, I, we've been able to do that, uh, you know, quite a bit in Legal Shield. Never made a million dollars, you know, a month or anything, or, uh, you know, $100,000 a month, but I'm looking to become that million dollar earner. Uh, same with my partner. So, uh, Jeremy, uh, just if you have any other questions for me, obviously I've got a lot of other things I could talk in that story, but I'd love to be able to serve the team in whatever um, capacity that you think I should. Absolutely. I, <clears throat> I asked uh, some of the leaders earlier today, or Stephanie sent out a text, and we got some responses back. And so if you don't mind, I'll just kind of read some of their questions. I think you've covered a little bit of it already, but maybe you can expand a little bit on, on some of it. And uh, uh, the first one, I'm, I'm trying to keep them in order because of I think we got a pretty good little order here. Um, so the first one, um, it says, uh, Miss Million, your early days of becoming an associate, uh, what's the activity that you really consistently did the most to build your team? Prospecting. I mean, hands down, I was a recruit. First of all, I have a recruiting mindset. I am not the membership to the recruit. That doesn't mean it's wrong. 
I just knew I wanted to build a team. So my mindset was I'm going to recruit people like me who didn't, didn't matter if it was my age, right? But people were disgruntled at work, hated their job, hated their boss, wanted another. Like I went on that part because we weren't even able to use the membership. Remember, like I couldn't even use it. We didn't have one. So people say sell to recruit. Well, I had to recruit to sell because you can't sell something that you don't have. So I could I could buy your stories, but until it was more integrity for me, until I use the membership, could I sell it with integrity? I could sell the opportunity um, if you guys know what I mean. So I would say recruiting, well, first of all, prospecting. So two a day, for sure. It was, it was more like five to 10 a day, guys. I mean, it was as, as many people I could talk to as possible. Now, I also had a part-time job during those nine months. I just did odds and ends and I did everything I did. I was the Christmas elf. I, I mean, you name it, Kim did it. <laughs> if your girlfriend needed some help, you know, doing something, I was like, oh, I'm there. So I had, a, I always had a job to pay my bills. Well, kind of pay my bills, but, you know, pay them as best as I could while I was building the business. So prospecting, hands down, that's what I did. Fantastic. Excellent. Excellent. Um, the next question I have is, um, uh, I mean, again, uh, you know, 25 years in, in the business, um, can you give us some pointers on what what you do personally, or or your organization is doing to keep those new associates engaged um, if they don't level up? Um, you know, how do you how do you continue to keep them involved or reach out to them or whatnot? Um, how do you get? Or I guess the last question it was like three stacked up there. How do you give them hope, uh, so to speak? Sure. Does that well, make sense? Did I say that right? <laughs> I mean, it's 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 like it's. It's like, there's always a new devil at each level. So I remember, I think it was Brian training on this one time. And so no matter what, if it's the new associate not getting up or get to the next level, or it's the ED that, you know, wanted to get to bronze or the, that, the person who just missed their $50,000 ring for the convention. I mean, there's always ups and downs in this business. So, so as a leader, you have to deal with that first of all, personally, right? So first of all, personally, what do you, what did you do? What do you do when you fail? or perceived fail as you might perceive it, um, what do you do to pick yourself up? And most of the time, at least for me, it was to be around people like Rob McKenzie, you know, it was to call people to be vulnerable to say, Hey, listen, I had a shitty day, or this is really bad, or I don't, I don't even know what to do. I mean, I'm going to quit this business. No, and everybody's saying no to me, um, you know, that kind of stuff. So I, I always make sure. So by that example, by me remembering that I always make sure that we're there for people. So, so hold the person's hand, like, especially at the beginning, right? Because I always say, I don't like people say, I don't want to babysit. Well, too bad. You get paid good as a babysitter here. So for the first 30 days or 45 days, be their babysitter. They don't know anything. They, they don't know anything. They might think they know some things, but they don't know anything about this business, right? They obviously have skills and different um, things that they can bring to the business, but you're their coach. And so be hands-on with them as much as possible. You know, be vulnerable with them. Tell them your story. Maybe maybe you had a great start, so you don't can't really tell your story because it's not that great. Maybe bring somebody on like, you know, Jeremy, if he didn't get started right away. I know that, that um, there was a gentleman in this business, I remember. It was six months before he made his first sale and he became a millionaire, I don't know, within two years after that, right? What a great story. It's like, okay, the guy did absolutely nothing for six months. So he actually... I shouldn't say he did nothing. He tried to do things. He just never got anything. Now, how many people know the people that come out right out of the, the, the gates and here they are, their executive director in their first 60 days. And then, well, six months from now, they're not even in business, right? So there's so many different stories that we can explain to people, 
you know, their levels. So I would just say, be a human, talk to them, get to know them. You know, um, it's not all about the wins. It's, it's all about the activity. It's all about them being persistent. So, and then, so, so when I say, you know, pay attention to them yourself, but you've got to get them on zooms. You, I mean, this is what we do now. We're still in this, you know, in term of some, some of us are really going to live events, but zooms have t- taken over what our conference calls were. So our conference calls now are all Zooms, which is really great because we get to see each other. So it's almost like a live event. I know it's not, but it's very similar. It's a little bit better than a conference call. I'm sure you guys all agree. And so getting them on and like, you know, being persistent about that. Like I was persistent about the system. What's the system? Well, the, the, the big system is how many times can the legal shield story be told on your behalf on a daily basis? And you use the system, you use the links and you use the Zooms and you use the recruiting Zooms and you use three-way calls. Like that's what you do. And you do it over and over and over and over and over again. And you try to make that as fun (laughs) or non-excruciating as possible to that new person or to the person that's going to the next level. So that was a really long answer. Sorry. No, that was awesome. That's what we're looking for. Thank you. well, that's what I'm looking for. Anyway, that was excellent. I loved it. Um, next question. Um, how critical is it? Uh, and this comes from one of our, our deaf leaders, uh, Ms. Karen Schlotthauer. Uh, how, how important is it to do the 10 core commitments and, and, and why? Well, if there's something that I 100%, first of all, I'm all about the performance club. I'm all about two a day, the performance club and PC Pro but I'm all about the 10 core commitments. I come from that. So uh, the person who developed that way back when was two gentlemen, actually, Eric Gorey and, and Jeff Olson, way, 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 way back. And we've gone over them. We've done different things with them over the years. But I'm telling you what, when you go back to the actual 10 core commitments, which is what we have right now, they were everything to me. So that's the system, right? I mean, I, I basically said the 10 core commitments, but I didn't really, but like, that's the system that we use and we do those things. And what I would ask you guys to do, as a matter of fact, right now, um, just for fun while we're sitting here, I mean, while you, we have time and you just do it while I'm talking, go and do, uh, first of all, you got to know the 10 core commitments. So if somebody can put the 10 core commitments up in the chat, because some people are going to say, I don't even know what the heck she's talking about. Right. Cause that's, that's maybe not knowing the system yet. And that's okay. You might be brand new. So welcome to the team. So put them in there. And then I want you guys each to grade yourself on each core commitment from one through 10. So core commitment, number one, how am I doing core commitment? Number two, how am I doing? Be honest. I'm not going to look at it. Jeremy won't look at it. Your upline won't look at it unless you want us to. Right. And then you can basically look at your business and go, what needs to be improved? It's pretty simple. So I would say that there's only maybe two or three things on the 10 core commitments that are activities, like things that you should be doing like two a day. And, you know, there's nothing really on there. That's like so crazy. And I think that's sometimes why people don't succeed is because it's not actually that hard. (laughs) It's actually pretty simple, but what's, here's what's difficult is to do it consistently and to do it with a great attitude and to keep on doing it and to keep on doing it and 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 and making it where people um, have a good time doing it or that they just know that this is your foundation. I mean, there's certain things that I did at the bank that we're never going to change. This is just how we do it. Now, of course, there's the internet and something slightly how you adjust things, but in general, we all still need to talk to people. We need to prospect bottom line. 
right? Whether it's for the membership, whether it's for the opportunity or both. So if you look at it, you know, we, we should, you know, get up in the morning and do our affirmations and feel good about ourselves. And I mean, all those things and attend super Saturdays and stuff like that. So the answer to that question is it is everything to the business. And if you want to have a system, that's the system. And you just continuously doing, keep, keep doing it. All right. And um, I guess you, you've got time for a couple more, correct? Yeah. I, don't, I know you're, we're, you're limited a little bit, but um, this, this, this is a question and I'm going to change it up a little bit. Um, you know, we, we all experience different, um, you know, when I look at the folks on here and I look at all the, I see a lot of folks uh, less than a year. And so, uh, especially for those folks that maybe, and, and even for the, the, uh, the longer tenured associates as well, but um, you know, Coming out of COVID now, the, the things are, people can move a, more freely. Um, do you, what, 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 what were the things that, that you learned during that period that you're still implementing today? And, you know, what, what's, where do you, I mean, we'll, we'll start there and then we'll, I'll expand maybe. Let's just start there. Okay, so what do we? What, what did I implement that was working during COVID and still have? Yeah, yeah, right. What are you still carrying along that your business is still flourishing from today, coming out of that? Well, you know, um, I mean, I think again, COVID was was a, a big challenge for a lot of people for an extended period of time. But I think for us, uh, Legal Shield Associates, what we realized was we, that we truly can work from home if we were bound from home like COVID, if we were hurt, if we were maybe a medical situation where we couldn't be in public, you know, so there's been certain times, maybe your parents, you know, not doing well. So you're in England, you know, like here's what it, it, it taught us that we can literally work from anywhere and that we should promote that. <laughs> that That's the dream, you guys. Like I wanted to live in not just Mexico. I'm going to live all over the world. I just happened to stop in Mexico. Now I was in the United States for a while. And then I went to Canada. So, so Yes. Is it different? Do I prospect different? Is it different for me? But I've been in 25 years, you know, but if I was in my first year and I went on, you know, a two month vacation because I had already had it planned, I'm already in the system. I can know how it works. So I can still call into my zooms. Like you don't have to miss a beat. That's what the best part is. So I guess for us, um, we were, well, I mean, I'll tell you what, we broke more ring earners during COVID than any other, I think, team in legal shield. First of all, I think it was 21 ring earners and in a 14 month area, uh, I mean, months like that, um, it was in, insane. We, um, we have some of the, um, some people who really were in the um, B2B part and really were suffering. And then they pivoted to realize that they could do everything online because that B2B part had to start doing stuff. And now they become our, our newest ring earners. And now they're starting to recruit into that because they really do see the benefit of what happened to them and the blessing, I should say the blessing of what happened. So I think the blessing in, was in disguise. And I think now we can go, wow, that's really cool. And just being able to work from Mexico, like my home, like I, I moved here a year before COVID. So I was pretty much proving that we could do it from anywhere, but COVID proved everything. And I think the other thing is, is that it, it proved that we need to see each other, even if we don't need to have the energy and we're not touching, you know, hugging each other and sitting beside each other. 
that thankful for Zoom, you know, obviously there were Skypes out there and all that kind of stuff before, but nothing like this. I think it really proved to us that this is really important. And so when we, when we um, did, that's all we had. I mean, we did, we do a conference call or a Zoom every single day with our team at 12 o'clock every single day. We're on Zoom for 15 to 20 minutes and it's called, it's called really our team spirit Zoom. And you hear from millionaire club members, it's a 15 minute call and you just hear about what to do that day or what's on or what's important, what promotion or success story or something like that. But it kept the glue. It kept the people that were solid and that were, you know, the PC It kept the people that really wanted it um, and kept us together. I mean, you know, we're, there's no, we're a family, like the more, you know, the more success family you've got, like that we call ourselves a family because we are. And, and, and the more that we can connect and you not, you know, this, when you don't connect with your family, you can lose touch very easily. It can be, somebody can be forgot about or something can happen. Um, and it, did, it just doesn't happen like that. So it wasn't just a daily call. We had a recruiting call every day. Then we had this every day. Now we've slowed it down a little bit while people have gone to, to live events, but we made sure we were in front of our people all the time. And I think that's important to just do all the time. We talked about the beginning, the new associate, the same thing. Make sure you're with them. Make sure you're holding your hands or in front of them all the time. Fantastic. And, and just to kind of wrap everything up, um, can you share with the folks, I mean, you know, because of this vehicle that we call PPLSI, uh, what it's what you're able to do today? Because I, I mean, what you do in Guatemala with the orphanage and 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 the school for the girls and and what you get your projects in Mexico now, and so um, just kind of share with the team, you know, build the dream. I mean, you know, if you do this, uh, this is what it's done for me. Yeah, absolutely. And I don't want to get away from it. So I want you guys to make sure you grade yourself on the 10 core commitments and share it with your upline if you can, but make sure you do that tonight. It's really important that you just take a look at, it's a plan do review. Where do I go with my business? Well, I would say, you know, first of all, thank you for always your support. Many of you on the team here support our, our project work, play, love. Um, you know, we've done a lot of different things. We started actually doing work for the Make-A-Wish Foundation, the Boys and Girls Club, and uh, different things. But I started doing volunteer work when I was um, very young. I don't know, maybe my parents told me to, I don't really know how it all happened, but I've been doing volunteer work probably since I was about 13 years old, if not younger. And I just believe in helping as many people as we possibly can with a lot of different things. There's a lot of things to help out with. So um, I was helping child find and and taking little baby prints and stuff like this case babies wherever kidnapped or you know lost or something and then I went into suicide awareness hotline and I did that for a while and and I just always knew that I wanted to give back to children in need children abandoned abused all this kind of stuff and so when I partnered up with Mike and Steve we always had this in mind and so take fast forward we didn't wait until everybody was making money or we were massively successful we implemented this into the team right away we believe that you know, uh, for us to be given, we must give, you know, and for, for us to have abundance, there's gotta be an abundance that we, that, that we can help out with. And that doesn't mean just financially. I'm talking by touch. I'm talking about love. I'm talking about time. I'm talking about stuff like that. And so many of you probably go and, you know, donate your time to lots of different endeavors. And I just believe that that's part of what we should do, but many people don't know how to do that. And they don't know where to go and they don't know what, you know, and so, so if you can help be an answer for the, for that and where people can trust where the money goes too, um, it can be a big project. And so work like love has been around for 10 years. Now we have a girl's orphanage that we built in Guatemala and, uh, it had, uh, houses 30 girls 
And we also help out 75 boys that's beside it. And then we help out the village people um, in any kind of schooling and some food and different things during COVID. A lot of, a lot of different um, nonprofits went out of business because they couldn't, they couldn't do live events. That's all they ever did. Or the church closed down and they just didn't, they didn't get on Zooms or do bingos like we did. And, you know, we just kept things rocking and rolling. It's because of this business, we learned how to do stuff like that. And so, um, so it's been a blessing to be able to do that, but we've been able to, um, now we're expanding, uh, just so you know, uh, Jeremy and everybody, we're expanding into Mexico. We're actually helping some kids right now uh, go to school to be medical assistants because they have just 45 minutes down the road from us is the uh, second worst place in the world for kidney disease for children. There's over 700 kids that they feed a day, one meal a day. They don't have clean water. They don't have clean vegetables and stuff like that or anything like that. Not that we all do. I mean, we don't, we all have clean water, but um, our chemicals that are going into stuff is just killing people and these kids. And there's 300 kids that are on the street every single day with no parents. So I heard about it and I'm even working on it. So uh, we are helping these kids have a salary so they, they can go to, to be um, medical assistants, but we also just looked at some land. So there's two different lands that we're looking at. We're hoping to get one donated by the indigenous people there to help us out. And, uh, you know, hopefully within about a year and a year and a bit, we'll have another orphanage here in Mexico that we're supporting. And so it was a dream, you know, it was, it was, a, it was, a, it was something that I wanted to help out with. I didn't know that I would be one of the head people of, of helping a big nonprofit organization. Well, we're a small nonprofit organization compared to others, but to me, it's big. Um, and you know what we do, I mean, it's, it's amazing. Our, our uh, Super Bowl fundraiser that Jeremy participates in and many of you on a yearly basis went from $5,000 being donated to work, play love to now $50,000 donated to work, play love just that month and a half. And we do other things, we have, you know, lots of different programs that month people pay in monthly, but most of all, you know, I'm going in another, in another month with another 10 people uh, since a little bit better with COVID. Now we've been able to bring back groups, but it, it's, it's, um, it's rewarding. It's a, it's a big um, sacrifice in, in some ways. It's probably more big a responsibility than a sacrifice, uh, but w w with anything, it's, you know, I always say my heart has no borders. And so no matter where I am to help people, if I can help people in need, um, to me, it's really the true blessing of what PPL, PPLSI has done for myself. It's, it's given me a true purpose and a passion besides the career that I had with them, uh, with them. And, you know, my mission is obviously equal justice under law, but it also is to help, you know, young children all over the world to realize that they have hope too. So thanks. That, that was phenomenal. Uh, guys, thank you so much, uh, Miss Million for, for, for pouring into us tonight. That was, that was absolutely on point and uh, very, very good. So again, thank you so much. I know, I, I hope I didn't make you too late for your next no, one. Good. Okay. Thank you so much. And I look you're welcome. Thanks everybody. Hope to see you real soon. Thanks everybody. All right. Thank you, Kim. Right. You're welcome. Wow, guys. Thank that, we, uh, that was, that was quite remarkable. Um, wanted to give you guys just a couple of quick um, uh, housekeeping notes. Uh, you know, next week we have Mr. Larry Smith is going to join us. Uh, the following week after that, Mr. Uh, Cliff Malloy. And then we're going to have our newest Millionaire Club member, Ms. Streeter. She just texted me. Uh, she's got a 4 a.m. Uh, deal in the morning. So um, I, I said, that's fine. We're kind of up against time anyway. So we're going to feature her on the entire call. 
Uh, but if you, uh, I know many of you guys went on the team Facebook page, you've, you've reached out to her personally, but make it, you know, one earning $1 million with this opportunity uh, is quite the accomplishment. And uh, we want to continue to celebrate her, but we're going to feature totally uh, in just a handful of weeks, but uh, you know, make sure you're all your new folks, your, your folks now, uh, get them plugged in, plug in. That's one of the 10 core plug in to these zooms, because I promise you, you will learn your people will be inspired and uh, we'll take your business to the top, but guys, it's been a great call. So I'm going to wrap things up by the way we always do here. And, and that is by simply saying always, always, always keep God number one in each and every one of your lives, put your family second and legal shield or PPLSI in third spot where it needs to be. Everything else will take care of itself. God bless you all and have a phenomenal week, everyone.